Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we talk about an artist, a band, a duo, from the East, the West, and even the South. And this week we're talking about Outkast. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with... I am Dax. Jared. Tyler. And once again, this week we are talking about the duo from the South, Outkast. And how did everybody feel about listening to Outkast this week? I liked most of it. Most of it. I'll get there. You got it. Jared? It was all right. I thought I was... It was so long is the thing. That's oh, my th- thing. Their albums? They're so the songs. They got long songs, yeah. too. Long songs. There's a nine-minute song. I liked some of it. I did not like all of it. I don't know if I think that they are great or not. Mm. Oh, man. That's Yeah, the song uh, from Aquemini is 8 minutes and 46 seconds. Liberation. I like to call it Aquamini. Yeah, it's Aquamini. No. Is it it's right? Aquimini. It might be Aquimini. Like because it's, it, it's Aquimini, which is Aquarius. Aquarius. But Aquarius Aquimini. doesn't have an E in it. Well, they say it on the album, and we still don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Aquimini. <laughs> it's fine. Anyways. I like Aquamini. It sounds fun. That's how I'm going to say it. It sounds like a bottle of water. <laughs> it sounds like that one movie. Aquamini. Aquamarine. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Tyler, how did you feel about Outcast? Pretty good. I, it was, I enjoyed most of it as well. I, I liked almost all of it, probably, actually. I so I think just to to clarify for the listener, I don't think everybody listened to the album Idlewild, correct? I did. I, I listened did. to half. You of did it. listen to it. I listened to about half of Idlewild. It's a soundtrack, so yeah. I, I I was trying to not have to listen to it because yeah. number one, I knew that we had a lot of music to listen to, right? And number two, it was not like a justified album it was a soundtrack to a film right and there's a lot of interludes of dialogue in it and so it's yeah. like, well that's kind it... of a given for outcast anyway oh well, god yeah, the sure. interlude too much oh, god. Well, we need to get into that later but we will yeah but yeah i i would agree i listened to the majority of it and i i got pretty bored so i didn't listen to the whole thing i, like I think some of i the probably features. did finish it but i it it completely washed over me. Yeah, so I'm not, not even really that's where I'm it. at. I like. Let's just not talk. About I like it. that Macy Gray is in it. Yes. and I like yeah. that Nora Jones is in it. Yes, mm-hmm. Nora Jones. Two great. Yeah, things. but is she really in that song? I barely heard her in that song. I heard her. I heard her. Nora Jones is also on Speaker Box, "The Love Below," or maybe that's the, the love song below I'm specifically. Thinking. That was a pretty good one. What was a pretty good one? The Nora Jones song on speaker. Oh, maybe box. that's what I'm thinking. That love might below. be what I'm thinking about oh as well. Oh my gosh! Well, let's let me look. I got to look. She's now. not on Idlewild. She's only on that one. Well, there you go. I'm that's what I wrote. I didn't the, hear her that much in it. The Snoop Dogg song is good though. Uh, Hollywood Divorce. It has yeah. Snoop Dogg yeah. and Lil Wayne. It does. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting features that we will definitely have to get into in terms of Outcast, which I mean, that's we, all right. There's nothing before Stankonia anyway. Nothing before Stankonia. There's nothing before nothing Stankonia. I thought you just said you liked the majority of it. Are you telling me you didn't like Atlians? You didn't like It's Atlians. Is it Atlians? No, nah, oh it's AT Aliens. Listen, AT Aliens. Let's pause the show and then go back and learn AT what the aliens are called. Um <laughs> I was just making I was just being facetious about the argument. Don't you remember that was about how when they came out and go mm-hmm. whenever when they're like Everyone, oh, and they blew up because of Stankonia, uh, and then like later after Speaker Box Love Below, where people were like, "They're oh, so we, they're awesome," and they mm-hmm. go, well, "You know, we had albums before Stankonia." Right. Uh, also, speaking of Jared, with the uh, the pronunciation of albums, I will give someone ten dollars right now if they can pronounce the debut album. Oh, I can pronounce it. I, pl- I practiced Southern, it. Southern, oh, did you practice it? Oh, I got, I got this. I'm gonna I'm gonna wing it. All right. Southern Playalistic Catalyst. All right, you yeah. got you done. No lost. ten bucks. It's Southern Playlistic Cadillac music. Ten bucks for Tyler. That's it. You did it. Listen, I almost yep. got there. Here, here's what I want to say, and I got another thing to say about this. They talk so much about Cadillacs. Mm-hmm. I could hear at least <laughs> ten times where they brought up Cadillacs. You know what else they talk about? Driving in my Cadillac, my black Cadillac, riding in my Cadillac, like everything. You know, I listen. I have a Cadillac. And yeah. you would think I would be proud to hear this, but I'm like, man, they just keep talking about this. Did you bump it? Did you, did you turn up every song where they're talking about oh, it? Oh, it was up. You turn it up. was up. You know what else? Uh, you know what made me feel good about Idlewild was it's the return of the Hootie Hoo. 
Oh, I know. I like Ooh-de-hoo. that. It's fun. Oh man! I've never in all of my outcast listening till this week have I realized the legitimacy of Hootie Who. So keep you know beware. Is Hootie Who basically Pootie Tang? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I didn't figure it out. I think we're all, to be honest with you, well, we're too, here to too, accept the mystery. We're too not Southern. I think the only people who could solve that mystery is the Scooby Doo Gang. <laughs> hey, so uh, Outcast did a song for the Scooby Doo movie. Like Which the one? Live the first action. one. Yeah, the live action one, yeah. the first one with uh, Matthew Lillard and whoever else uh, was in it. It was Freddie Prince Jr. Oh yeah, he isn't that right? Too. I think N- so. Yes, yeah. and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yes, this is a land of a million drums off of the Scooby Doo soundtrack. In the land of a million drums, I catch a pattern and spit rings around it like Saturn. It's a galactic tracks I make 'em like make Julian. This one for Scooby Pass. I'ma do me one, do we run? Only you clean over. I pick up the mic and rock it while I'm sober for the rated G exposure. If you listen to what I'm trying to told you, we fathers with seeds of our own. Time my sons and daughters, boy, not roots and clones. Not in the very Now, rarely do I want to come back into a song uh, at different points and play the same uh-huh. song on Good. multiple occasions. But, but you do. I absolutely would like to play did the you killer mic. Did first. you see what happened there? That killer mic was shown. Just then, they were hotboxing the. St- Oh, yeah, they were the totally mystery, hotboxing them. A mystery mobile. <laughs> on a doobie run. A Scooby Dooby run. A doobie run. <laughs> Scooby snacks. So here's Killer Mike's verse Scooby off that Scooby. same song. Woke up from a long night of hanging out with Shaggy. Oh, no, lost my last baggie. A Scooby snacky. Shaggy, wake up. We've been had. Our Scooby snacks, they got the whole stash. He said, who, who? I don't have a clue. I suspect the 13 goes to Scooby Doo. Call Vincent Price up on the next tail. Tell him to send a the package right through the mail. In the meantime, I'm gonna call Velma to tell her to get the mystery machine ready. I'm two way and Daphne and Freddy. Me and Shaggy dressing all black, strapped, dipping through the flash, trying to get our sash bag. Rounding up suspects, collecting clues. I got a question what I do with Scooby Doo when you need them. The hounds only found when you feed them. In fact, you probably got my sack. Tell them holler back. The fact that we live in a world where I can listen to Killer Mike rap about Scooby Doo makes me. Alive. It's an official thing too. Good. It was on the DVD. Yeah, it was an extra. Crazy. He w- it was in it. Oh it, yeah. It wasn't in the movie. It was uh, on the DVD. The song was in what? it, but not the music video. On the DVD, you had bonus features. That music it, video it, was on the bonus features. Oh yeah. Oh, sick boys. Sick boys. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> we had it. We watched it in the van all the time. We, had we did. Yeah, we, we had a, a mystery machine <laughs> that we were in. What do we do now? <laughs> I think yeah. we're done. That's it. We're That's, in. All right. I think so. Next week, we're going to talk <laughs> I mean, we've already talked about all Cadillacs, Hootie Hoos, and now Scooby-Doo. We're pretty much done. Hootie Hoos and Scooby-Doo. Oh, my God. That's their next album. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess while we're on the fun stuff, uh, Andre had a cartoon. That's true. He, he did have a cartoon. cartoon. We watched the whole first episode of the cartoon. Did you? Do you remember the cartoon? I don't know. I don't think so. But That's... I don't know. What? Where was it? It was on Cartoon Network. It was Class of Three Thousand. It was probably what was it? Two thousand and five. You said it was pretty early. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I saw it. Had had the voices of Tom Kenny of SpongeBob mm-hmm. fame was and on there. He was also in Rocco. That's true. And then Dax. Who else? You you looked a lot of the the yeah. voices. Uh, Tara Strong was there. Jim Meskimen. Uh, a bunch of people. bunch of people. Tons of people. And, of course, the voice of Andre 3000. Phil Lamar was there, too. So. Hmm. That show was silly, silly bits. better than it needed to be. It really oh, I don't, was. I don't think I saw them. None that I'm looking at. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know what Cartoon Network show has disappeared and I can't find it anywhere when I, I try to Google, I try to get on the YouTube? Hmm. Whatever happened to Robot Jones? Uh, oh yeah, it's, it's that's the true mystery. Uh, whatever it's happened, actual mystery because it's gone. It's like it never existed. <laughs> it I did exist. It. Whatever happened it. to Robot Jones? Maybe it's like the Mandela effect. <clears throat> Must be. Was maybe. it featured on one of their other shows? Maybe I don't. I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Anyways, yeah, just keep that in your brain for later. Outcast. So their style of music is worth talking about because uh-huh. in, in this period of time when they were coming up, there was the big east west coast divide in hip-hop 
and they were really the most prominent artists to come out of southern areas of the United States and really popularized the sound of southern hip-hop. Do you guys like the sound of southern hip-hop? Yeah. Do you think that it works? Do you like... Like, if you had to, like, compare it to the East Coast, West Coast, which obviously is the more prominent sound for most people, other than really, like, the early to mid-2000s when it started to become more of the popular radio style in in some ways, because I think that it did really... The Dirty South sound of hip-hop was pretty pretty important and was influenced by outcast by and large yeah well so. killer mike's from jo- from atlanta too yep we would not have a killer mike if it was not for so. outcast i don't think because no. he and, i mean he would exist obviously he would still be alive and ti ti was ludicrous as well ludicrous. Lil wayne. Uh, uh, yeah lil wayne is for, yeah. yeah didn't that list lil wayne's a little classic for me chingy maybe you were looking at a list. Didn't no, Jay-Z Nelly's not counted. I think they counted Jay Z, which is totally yeah. wrong. It but was Nelly's, just because he's featured on an Outkast no. song. I Nelly imagine. is oh, uh, yeah. that Midwest mm, hip hop style. Mm. He's from the Lou, and he's proud. Louisiana. No, St. Louis. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Louisiana. He's, he's from a bathroom in in England. Yes, that's it. He's proud of it too. All right. Anyway, so yeah, southern. That's the style, southern style of hip hop. Like, I like it. What do you like about it? You know, so early, the early stuff, it's got kind of a boom bap to it. A little bit, yeah, for uh, sure. But they bring in more instrumentation that's a little bit different. A little bit of blues. Blues, a jazz, bit of soul, soul jazz. Yep. and um, horns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just pretty fun in that way. Yeah. There's a lot more sound to it. Yeah, I would agree. I, I personally am a pretty big fan of the Southern hip hop style. Yeah, me too. Like, I... I would say that just knowing my own interest in music, I know that I have always preferred the East Coast style over the West Coast style personally. Similar. But I definitely can see the merit of a Southern hip hop and think that it belongs within that conversation more than most people will give it. Because most of the time when people talk about hip hop, they just talk about the East Coast, West Coast divide and somehow completely the South falls off from that conversation. Right. That's true. Well, I mean, who would you uh, say is the... Number well, I guess what Lil Wayne is number one Southern rapper, perhaps today. No, I'm like all time because like, I Outcast. I, yeah, Outcast most definitely. But you think that? Oh, man. They you are think the, that Outcast is the on most... the same level as a Jay Z or a Tupac or a Biggie. Yeah, they're the. I think they're the most definitive, like earliest to blow up Southern hip hop group that really. But you put them on the same level as it. those artists, though. In the like, in so, terms of their genre, yeah. In terms, I, I'm not talking about the just hip hop in general. In hip hop in general, would um, you put Outkast in that same level? Is what I'm like. Pro- okay, I so mean, the, I probably would like for the myself. best of that style of music. Would you say that best is as good as the best as these other regions? They have done more commercially than a lot of those artists yeah. have. They've because done. they have a ton of commercial success. Stankonia right. and Speakerbox Speaker Box Love, Love Below, Below sold a ton. A They're ton. huge. They're huge. They have huge hits mm-hmm. that a lot of hip hop artists. Because like really, when you think about an artist like Tupac, who is a very very popular hip hop artist, he does not have the same level of like commercial hits that an Outkast has. So if you're measuring it on a commercial level, then that's where that stands. On a critical standpoint, Outkast is pretty well lauded right. for most of their albums. Absolutely. The only one. The only one really is Idlewild and their debut that people don't right. generally well, enjoy quite a bit from a critical standpoint. Yeah, I, I would say that uh, Speaker Box, The Love Below, is on the same level as Biggie's uh, Life After Death album. Like, they're both long double albums, and I think that they are, like, for me, in that way, they're probably equal ground. Okay. For your for your taste in music, or do you think in popularity? I mean, Stankonia Both. is probably the album. Okay. If you were to say which uh, Outcast album would be a pinnacle of of their career and them and the genre for critical acclaim, yes, it would be Stankonia. I would agree. Mm-hmm. I th- and personally, I think Stankonia is only slightly my favorite album from them. It's not. It's my second favorite. Is your favorite? Uh, go ahead. What's your favorite? I, I like Aquamini. It do you? Or as you, you want to say it, Aquamini. I know, but I like Aquamini. Aquamini. You keep saying it how you like to. <laughs> I I do. Sounds like a really dick of a mermaid. <laughs> I do really, I do really like Aquamini, but I think that At Aliens 
AT aliens. I still think it's AT aliens because it's AT aliens. Yeah, I think it's AT aliens because ATL. I call it Atlantis because it's fun. I know why they did it. That's why they're yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I think that AT aliens is an amazing album. Yeah, it's really good. It's really like not regarded as one of the bigger hip hop albums in most people's minds. I don't think. Like, people don't really talk about AT Aliens in the way that they should probably be talking about no. it. Because it was also hugely influential. Because if you look at Well, that's their where debut the sound album, came in. Exactly. Because their debut album is almost like a fit into 94 hip-hop album. Yeah. I kind of... It was very difficult for me to tell the difference between the two um vocals on that album on the very on the debut they mm-hmm. both were just kind of they hadn't found their sound yet right so you right. just kind of had two people that sounded virtually the same in their yeah. stylings mm-hmm. um and it isn't until the next like you know uh, the next album and you know after that yeah that you can tell the diff you know the the difference between um, Big Boy, is that his name? Big yes, Boy? Big Boy, Boy and, and, and Andre Andre Yeah, they hadn't fully developed their their style, of their delivery style, or their musical style at that point. Right, but when they because they were young, they were pretty young were 18, on their debut. I think. Yeah, and so when you get to Atlians and Equimini, I think that those two albums really fit together pretty snugly. Yeah, they I would do. say in style, they have this weird like spacey atmosphere kind of hip hop sound that I really enjoy. Yeah, it's really good. They're really good. So. And then, of course, when you get to Stankonia, that's when the commercial pop sound kind of starts to come out of there. Yeah, their but they're still not pop songs. No. And really, I mean, when you get to Speaker Box Love Below, the double Speaker Box being Big Boy's portion mm-hmm. and Love Below being Andre 3000, Speaker Box isn't really like that awful poppy. No, it's really not. It's a pretty straightforward yeah. Southern hip hop album, and other than really. I would say the way you move, which is the big single off of the album, is still yeah, a pretty poppy. It's, it's close, song. And, but also on Andre's portion on Love Below, outside of Hey Ya uh, and Roses, it's it's not also really, not really poppy either. No, he just wrote. You know, they both have three collectively really good pop songs, and it's like, yeah, I like how they put Roses right after Hey Ya. He's like, just stick both the pop songs together, and the rest of it can be, you know, yeah. those are the only two good songs on his like whole half, though. You know, oh, that's disagree. not true. You didn't all. disagree. You didn't love like, below. I I listen, was not into. You didn't oh like. Gosh. Where are my oh. panties? Yeah, that's oh, a good no, one. No, that's isn't awful. It? Where are my panties? Was that's terrible. Phenomenal. Let's talk about the love below for a second. You 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 liked the love below? No. Yeah. No. Not necessarily. It's it's probably their worst album. Oh yeah. As a, I, I, my feelings on Speaker Box Love Below is is that they're both fine albums, but they both needed each other. They're like solo albums. albums. They are they solo. Are. They're albums. absolutely they, solo. They why, solo. Why did they put albums. them out in Outcast? Because they were collaborating together while making those two albums. Like they had creative right. influence on the songs that were released on both albums, but both of them were kind of working on their own solo work and wanted to do their own style did, of music. Why did Kiss put out four solo albums at the same time? That's a great question. <laughs> this is like what Kiss did, but it actually worked. I think Prototype is a great song. Yeah, Prototype's good. I think that... Uh, Happy think, Valentine's Day is a pretty good Prince-inspired yeah, song. Yeah, that's a that's kind of a fun one. I did not like Where Are My Panties. No. <laughs> I'm going to well, go ahead and clarify Where Are My Panties. I, I liked... What about uh, Dracula's Wedding? That was yeah, that was kind of fun. That was interesting. That was it features uh, Khalees, yep. known prominently for her song Milkshake, which brings all the boys to the yard. That it does. True. Did you know that's her? Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. That was her? Oh, okay. I, uh, I brought some new to the table. I so, like uh, Spread was okay too. It had some uh, musical bits that were interesting. I, I didn't love Spread, but I, I could see you enjoying it. Phenomenal, but I, yeah. I thought it was a pretty good song. Go around real quick. Speaker Box versus Love Below. Obviously, Dax, you like Speaker Box better. Yep. Jared, I don't know. I didn't. I don't. Know. I can't believe it's that hard of a choice. I didn't like either of the two that much. I like the obviously. I don't know. I re, I I'm. I thought the flip flop rock was a phenomenal track. The one with Killer Mike and Jay Z. Yeah, that, that was a good pretty, one. That's a yeah. that's a great song from Big Boy. Probably, I guess the beginning, the the speaker, speaker box. box because yeah. I wasn't sick of of listening to it yet. I see. That's fair. Of a double yeah, album. Maybe. By the time you get to that next half, you're like, oh man. I said I've already yeah, listened but, to a whole album. But Speaker Box doesn't. In- <laughs> Love Below has lots of jazz. Yeah. Well, that and that you're like, oh, man, I can't wait to hear this, Andre. Like, going into his career, up to that point, you're, like, excited. Oh, Andre 3000 has his own album, 
half of an Outcast album, and he does not rap. No. He does not rap on it. And no. you're like, I love Almost Andre 3000. Not really. Oh, yeah, he's a great rapper. Oh, I like him as a singer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he doesn't well, really rap. And Tyler, what was yours? I'd probably say Speaker Box, too, although yeah. I like Roses the most out of all of the this pop songs. I really I like the piano intro. Roses That's is fair. great. I can't believe great. Roses happened. I can't it's believe so that good. was so big of a hit. It's a good I know. song. What do Roses smell like? Poo-poo. poo-poo. Can you believe just all, all these people sing, going around singing poo-poo? Yeah. The, yeah. The outcast got people to sing poo-poo. I guess it, you, okay. It can't be a bad album if it got people to say poo-poo. See? <laughs> there you go. I'm glad right. that you feel that way. Don't it's, you like the part where she crashes into a ditch while she's trying to put on her makeup in the uh, mirror? Yeah. Just, he's just kidding. I br- just playing. I bring up that point because I think that it's very odd to me still to this day, especially after have gone and going through all of Outcast music, that there is a huge distinction in which people really only recognize Andre 3000 as the prominent member of Outcast yeah. and effectively forget about Big Boy completely. And then you have a double album and you said, but Speaker Box was kind of a better album. Most people only really know, like, not. Most people don't even know anything other than the three pop songs on that album. Right. If they're talking about that. And the reason. And I Hey think, is obviously the major one. Right. So most people really. And all three of those songs are really pro- pretty prominently feature, featuring this, the hook yes. that comes from Andre 3000. Yeah. So it makes sense that most general but also, listeners. The music video for Hey Ya and Roses mm-hmm. is predominantly featuring Andre 3000, and those were right. all over VH1 and MTV. Right. So I do like in Hey Ya. Uh, there's a moment where Andre says, uh, "Y'all don't want to listen to me. You just want to dance." And I feel works. like that just sums up his feelings about that album. You think I, so? I like I, mean, him, I like it when he says. He knows he's writing just a poppy bullshit. I like it when he says, "I want y'all to be on your baddest behavior." Loan me some sugar. I am your neighbor. Ah! Here we go. Now shake it. I like that. That's right when he says it. Uh Uh-huh. There you go. See? I thought it was lend me some sugar. Well, it's it's either way. It's the same premise. Is anybody's favorite song one of those three big pop hits? I don't know. I don't know either, really. I haven't haven't fully... It's hard to choose a favorite. Because I knew... I don't know if I knew... um, This stuff before or not. Or if I Mm -hmm. knew it... Because of them blowing up because the speaker box love blow. Yeah. Because I do know that I knew um, Bombs Over Baghdad. Yep. My I favorite knew, song. I knew uh, Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks. I yeah. knew So Fresh, So Clean. Yep. Didn't they get sued over Rosa Parks? They did. They did, yeah. They didn't lose, did they? That nothing came of it, right? No, no. nothing came That's of it. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then I think the. See, I'm trying to remember the other. As you think, hits. I will go ahead because. Bombs over Baghdad, B.O.B., my favorite song from Outcast. Let's play that. He said Black Cadillac in there. Oh, what he I did. Say. Huh? He said it. <laughs> black Cadillac. He does love his black cla- Cadillac, just like you. I'm thinking mm. about it. I think I might have to pick Hey Ya as my favorite. You oh, think so? Man. I might have to. I, I mean, that's entirely fair. I mean, the impact that that song had. I mean, that was my favorite song off of The Love Below. Yeah, it was a huge song. And it's hard not to have fond feelings of that song from coming up with that song being so popular. Most definitely. Plus, it's it's not, it's not like it's a bad song. It's, it's a not. good pop song. Like, I have a memory uh, of that song specifically. I was going, it's like Black Friday shopping or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to this mall, and I had this, like, little walkie-talkie that had all the different channels, you know? Yeah. And I was, like, playing around with it, and I found that all of the mall security were, like, coordinating on that walkie-talkie, like, on the on that wavelength. So on the radio, Hey Ya was playing, and I I turned all the volume all the way. I I hit the talk button on the walkie-talkie. I just blasted it for a while, <laughs> and then they switched channels. So I found their new channel. And I just kept doing it. Nice. It's, That's a pretty good memory, right it's there. It's great. 
Way to, way to really spoof spoof the cops. Yeah. yeah you got it. Fuck the police. That's right. What a child you were. I remember <laughs> da- I remember that song being played at middle school dances for me. So there you go. Mm. Oh, the kids love to dance to Hey Ya. Yeah. You don't want to hear me sing. You just want to dance. <laughs> All right, let's play Hey Ya. Try to fight the feeling because the thought alone is killing me right the dance and all oh yeah of course i've seen the video yeah would you just would you just play uh the part where he says you don't want me you just play the part where he says don't want to be your daddy just want you in my caddy (laughs) (laughs) what were you saying dax the the part where he says you don't want to hear me you just want to dance just play that one little part no also play this yeah yeah it's the part it's the part i was talking about towards the end before they start shaking it yeah Two of the songs we played mentioned Cadillacs. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty great. I love the, That's the a little cool. bit, though. I, li- I like that they left that line in. That's good. I know. That's a good line. He knew what was up. He knew what was up. He didn't want to be your dad. He just wanted her in his caddy. Uh-huh. Indeed. Is that how you feel, Jared? Yeah. It's like Jared's life. I have a Cadillac. It's a black Cadillac. I, I got it. You should open with I that. It. When you... Uh... Oh, boy. You should, you should park right in front of the bar, open up the hood, sit on it, blast an outcast. As you should. Why and would then, I have the hood? And then up? the doors are open, and let out. everyone see that that thing that you got under the hood. Oh. See that you don't want you want to know what you got under the hood. And then you'll open the door, and out will come Scooby Doo. Yeah, and a, <laughs> and a wave of smoke. It'll be a hot box full out. Da- <laughs> and guess what? They ate all the Scooby snacks. Ah, Killer Michael be so sad. So That's I have a, Jared. Oh, real quick, ahead. first, I don't think either of you have said what your favorite albums were. Did because it sounds like Dax, your favorite wasn't like the Love Below Speaker Box. So. Where did you feel like you found the most enjoyment from Outcast? I liked Speaker Box, but the two before that, um, okay. Stankonia, Stankonia, and Aquamini. Yeah, Aquamini. Aquamini. I I I still really enjoy AT Aliens. I yeah, don't know. well, I like it too. It's yeah. really good. It's not bad. It's just yeah, yeah, I like the other two. Yeah, I understand. Jared, I don't. Maybe Stankonia. Yeah, AT Aliens is very. It was pretty interesting. It was kind of out there and uh it had some interesting elements to it i like that they kind of used the sci-fi element more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. listen here's what i'll say i'm about sick of all these damn interludes i can't <laughs> i can't deal we can get into that i cannot deal a, a couple Come things on. i wanted to bring up if you look at their um albums they have a lot of featured artists yes yeah. most of them especially early on like uh, at aliens and Aquimini and uh, Stakonia, they have people that uh, you do not know. Most of right. them are names. So I think what Big happened... Gip. What happened is that they tried to have up-and-coming Southern people on their records. Absolutely. And it did not pan out very well. Like, to become, like have them become stars. So that's right. why when you got to uh, Speaker Box of Love Below and... Idlewild, you had Snoop, Lil Wayne, you had Nora Jones, Macy Gray. What well, did you, you see had, that you know, George Clinton was on Aquamani? I did see that. That's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Well, there's also the fact that CeeLo Green, another man yeah, from another, Atlanta, yes. who is not, I mean, he's not big in the hip hop realm of music. Well, yeah, he, yeah, was, he was. Yes, he was. He was. Goody, Goody Mob was the group he was in. Right. Well, they were solo. relatively popular. He's one of the few people even that is work. a three time one hit wonder. Not anymore. He was. He what? had two hits as a single artist. As CeeLo? What yep. song? CeeLo had two hits. No, no, no. I don't think so. Yeah. Both, both. Getting grown. Both Fuck You and I believe, if I remember correctly, Die Trying. Big Lights, Bright Big Lights, City. Bigger City was mm, also uh, Di- a top 40. Die Trying's his best song. Oh, that's a. That's a good album. 
Uh, his second album, CeeLo Green, is the Soul Machine. What's the 04. daddy song? There's a, something about a daddy or something. Huh? I don't huh? remember. Is that Norris Barkley? Probably. Oh, Gone Daddy Gone, which yeah. is yeah. a cover Gone. of Pixies. Yeah. Yeah, was that, did that, that was, chart? That was, no. The Gnarls Barkley cover of Pixies did not chart. But That is not a hit song. Bright it, Lights, Big City, did not chart. It didn't chart? Fuck you. Sorry. Gone Daddy Gone. <laughs> hey, watch it. Is, uh, you got to number two. Yeah. Violent Femmes, by the way. That's a hit. Goody Mob had a hit song. Yeah. And Gnarls Barkley. So three time, one hit wonder. Okay. I thought that, I thought, I've been telling people that for a long time that he You've was been telling the only lies. person. But I thought that it was the case that, uh, like, only recently that he was no longer nope. a three time, nope. one hit wonder. I'm happy to know that he's Goody still Mob is. had Cell Therapy. It was a top 40 hit. And then obviously Gnarls Barkley. I'm surprised they didn't have another hit. I agree. But, well, I mean, Especially it was their debut song, debut hit, yeah. first single they ever put out, got to number two as well. CeeLo can't right. get number one, man. Yeah. Well, did you know that when it snows? Did you know that his second most popular song on Spotify is "Forget You"? Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> that is true. So many people. Thank you. MTV. I I enjoyed CeeLo on the Outcast stuff. Yes, yes. I like him because I, I mean you had Goody Mob on it. Yeah, and then you had a lot of features of CeeLo. He well, was yeah. on the the second to last song on uh, AT Aliens, the yep. nine minute long song. Yep, that's a trek we went through on that one. Yeah, but um, I like his voice. He's, He's kind got... of a suspect guy right now. You can't yeah, really say you like him. Heard. He did some bad things. Oh, what did he do? I didn't know. He that. did do some bad things supposedly. Uh, he was accused of some uh, sexual misconduct, I believe. He also, I believe, tried to bring a gun on a plane or something. Oh, yeah, some oh, weird buddy. thing. Yeah, not good. Oh, he does. He does have he a pretty gold. Well, you know that. I mean, that's not particularly suspect. We all go through that phase. <laughs> um, well, all that glitters is gold. That's right. what I say. He's got his uh, Celo's his style, his flow is uh, pretty interesting, actually. So it it matches up with them. I and it's pretty good. I would good like to. Tracks. I would like to clarify because. I when I say that he's not known for his hip hop, I'm not saying that he's not a a formidable hip hop artist. I'm saying that most people who are aware of CeeLo Green are familiar with him as a more of a pop artist. Yeah. And they don't know really about know him, him in a TV person. Yeah. Remember when he spins yeah. around in that chair? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With his bald head and his sunglasses inside. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. That's what I. That's what I picture. But yeah. But I do. Yeah. They definitely feature a lot more of the southern. Uh, and the thing is, though, is that they don't stop. Featuring the Southern hip hop artists no, later don't. on. If you look at Speaker Box on the Big Boy side of things, he's got Sleepy Brown still. Mm -hmm. He's got Jay Z. He's still he got does. Sleepy Brown. Jay Z's not. <laughs> Shut up. He got big beat. Big Gip. Sleepy Brown. He got beat up in that elevator that one time. That was a bad deal. For Cujo him. Goody. Oh my. Slim Calhoun. All these people are still on Speaker Box. So mm -hmm. he's still trying to feature. And I do think that it is worth talking about in. in an important part of Outcast is that they were not necessarily just trying to build their own like clout as an artist. They were also trying to bring up Southern hip hop artists in yeah. general. Yeah, and and Atlanta in the city. They're yeah. also bring friends. Up city also friends with Mister Fonsworth Bentley, who is from Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, they went to school. Him and Andre. Went he is to a school. musician and an author, and also he was in some other things. He was in Making the Band. And yeah, he um, drove Pete, he drove Puff Daddy around the, for a long the time. The host of From G's to Gents, and was featured on some uh, Outcast stuff. Tell so. him about it. Tell him about when he used to drive Puff Daddy around. I I don't have that recollection. You didn't. Have <laughs> I it? didn't. I've never watched Making the Band. You didn't. Have... He was also in the movie Fat Albert, and he voiced the character in the movie Idlewild. How about that? Mm. Fonsworth Bentley. All right. I'm going to have to tell you that portion. While you look some things up, Jared, favorite track from Outcast. What okay. you got? All right. I am. I think so. I like. Oh, man. Okay. So I like a lot of Outcast songs, but I think I want to play a song that is not an Outcast song, but it's one of the ones that um, they are known for pretty uh, prominently. It's a UGK song that features Outcast. Am I allowed to do this? Yeah, I don't see why not. International Players Anthem. That is a great song. I love that song. It's a like it's not an outcast song. I like I mean, I I love Roses. I love sure. the way you move. Yeah. Rosa Park. Like those are great outcast songs. But I do want to feature this song, talk about it a little bit. I like this song quite a bit. So that's what 
That's how I want to play that You sure? Fuck it. You know we got your back like chiropractic. If that bitch do you dirty, we'll wipe her ass out as in detergent. Now hurry, hurry. Go on to the altar. I know you ain't a pimp, but pimp, remember what I taught you. Keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart. Hey, keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart. Man, these girls are smart. Three stacks. These girls are smart. Play your part. It's a long, like, a long line by Andre 3000 right there. That was good. That, I like that. Isn't that beat just right? Another thing just I want right. to talk about. I put Whoa, this... hold on now. Oh, sorry. I got to let you know before I forget. Okay. got to let you know. Because everyone knows, according to wikis, that Fonsworth Bentley is a musician and author, as you mentioned. But he is perhaps best known for being Sean Combs' former personal valet and assistant. <laughs> that's pretty great right there. So he drove Puff Daddy around. Indeed he did. Because that's his only name. So I put some other songs in the playlist to listen to that featured pretty much only... Uh, I, I did not pick any big boy songs because, yeah, I, I'm an Andre 3000 guy myself. I understand. But I did put... Uh, the song Solo Reprise from Frank Ocean's album. And that is probably one of the best uh, Andre 3000 verses that he's had in a long... Like, probably not the best that's like an an outcast verse, mm-hmm. but for sure probably his best verse of a featured artist. But it would pro- it's probably up there with his best um, like hip-hop verse, I would, yeah. I would say. Well, let's play a little bit, because I actually was going to ask a real quick go-around if anybody other than you after this one would like to play a song post outcast mm. from either big boy or Andre 3000, just to give an idea of like where they're at. Not like now, but like at least within the last decade. Yeah, so now I'm solo that I can see under the skirt of an ant. Solo that I don't get high no more when I turn around no more. I just go hand. Solo my cup is a rojo, my cholo, my friend. Solo that I can admit. When I hear that another kid is shot by the popo, it ain't an event. No more. Solo that no more high horses so hard to wear polo. When I do, I cut the pony off. Now there's a hole that once was a logo. How fitting. Solo that I can give a fuck about what is trending. Trying to cut down on my spending regardless of winning instead of pretending. And bending over backwards over half of the whole head. Pretty good. Good verse. Mine that I'd like to highlight. Because most people would think that neither of them are really doing a whole lot at this point in time. Because it's not really like, you know, featured commercially at this point. Mm -hmm. But Big Boy had a solo album, Boomiverse, Mm -hmm. in 2017. And that album continues the same trek of what he was doing on Speaker Box. It has three songs with Killer Mike. Sleepy Brown's still around. And there's a song with Snoop Dogg. I particularly... And Adam Levine's on there. Yep. Adam Levine is on there. Dax, I think you would like Kill Jill. That is my favorite song off of Boomiverse. Polo to the float you already know though. It's Adam Ville for real, you see a hoe, just take a photo. I'm reppin' that's on photo with a fofo on your bro Cause that Jodo thought that he could rob a player for some dodo. Oh no, oh no, I'm so Allen Temple, also England Mountain, I'm so Misty Valley, and I I love that beat. That's pretty good. I love that beat so much. That's good. So on that album, another thing that is interesting, so, uh, in the song In the South, he has a feature by Gucci Mane, which, mm-hmm. you know, pretty pretty common, and a, a feature by Pimp C. Mm-hmm. Pimp C died in 2007. He was the found, uh, Pimp C was a founding member in the group UGK, which is the band I played with that featured yeah. uh, Andre 3000. Mm-hmm. How do you still have features 10 years after your death? That's a great question. It was probably a. Uh, Maybe it was a sample, but yeah, they still put him as a something. feature. Yeah. But it's just incredible to have a feature 10 years after ten you years died. He passed away. Yeah, that is pretty wild. He was, I believe he was gunned down. He has a Ooh. good song um, that samples Tom Petty. That's great. Go, oh, really? Go look up that Pimp C song. Just type in Tom Petty Pimp C. You'll find it. Did you yeah, have a Dexter, song? Dexter, Tyler, do you have a song that you really enjoy, like, post? Because I know another one that I really enjoy if I'm going down the Andre 3000 track is the song that was just off of Anderson Pock's Ventura album from last mm-hmm. year. The opening track, Come Home, has Andre 3000. That's a really, really good Andre 3000 feature. That is a good one. Dedication to My Ex. Uh, it's a Lloyd song featuring Andre 3000. 
That is a great song, too. Mm. The Pussy Gone Change. That's what they say in it. <laughs> Did you listen to that song? Yeah. Oh, that's a good song. Do you want to play the Anderson Pac one? I was I was waiting to see if Tyler or Dax wanted to play yeah, a sick one. Tyler. I don't know. Um, we put them all. Did the you listen, listen to, to Big Boy's 2010 release? Um, I have listened to parts of it, but I have not ever listened to that full album that I need to. Well, the most popular it's on one of the most popular song off it is on one of his uh, most popular on Spotify. If you want to shoot it in Shutterbug. <laughs> Uh, I keep it player, why some choose to play it safe? But check the resume, it's risky business in the AA. And I've been witness to this history ever since the 10th grade. We went from rock and brace to 10th phase. I twist my A head to the side just for style. Or throw on the Gucci bucket with the fly, super fly. Wow, the southern private known to shut it down. It ain't so country though, nigga. This ain't no Gomer Pile. I'm sorry. Ooh, Gomer Pile. Gomer Pile. That album, once again. Sleepy Brown. Sleepy Brown. Uh, he just won't. He just he's won't, on it. Won't stop featuring Sleepy Brown on his albums. And George Clinton is on that album on the song "Fo Yo Sorrows." There you go. So mm. he's done it again. Jamie Foxx is on "Hustle Blood." There's some interesting features. I mean, at that point, you can get pretty much whoever Sir you Lucius want. Lucius Left Foot, the son of you know Chico I mean? Dusty. Chico. On uh, that dedicated to my ex during the Andre 3000 verse, he says, "This mechanic so uncanny, X Men, X Men." This guy knows about Uncanny X-Men. How about that? That's pretty good. Comics. 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 So I know we've been playing a lot of tracks here at this point, so we'll go ahead and get probably the last one out. Tyler, favorite song from Outcast. All right, let's play Rosa Parks. kind of sound like my neck my back with the way that the the with the flow of it i could see that a little bit maybe, da, yeah. da, do, 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 da, 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 that was pretty like catchy there, be. good job thank you that was probably my in, my introduction that makes sense yeah, okay I'm, I'm a little sad that nobody picked any songs i mean, I could have too from at aliens but I, I i really like elevators me and you i really like the title track there's a good there's a good slew of songs off mm-hmm. of that album as well that are worth checking out because i'm assuming we will not play any of them so you like their little... They have two songs in a row, 13th Floor and Elevators. Stuck right next to each other. Hmm. They're not stuck next to each other. Yeah, they are. No, 13th Floor is next to E.T. Extraterrestrial. Look at the next song after 13th Floor. Hold on, be strong. Where are you? Not on my list. It's funny because elevator, elevators don't have 13th Where's your, Floor. What's your it's list a on? band. It's a classic... One of the most prolific psych rock bands in the history of psych rock. 13th Floor Elevators. No, Elevators, Me and You is the sixth track, and 13th Floors is the 14th oh track. Oh, boy. Not on, the, not on the one that I'm looking at. Huh. That's weird. Did you grab... How did you grab it? There's nothing I'm, else I'm to grab. The, I'm looking at the same thing as you. That's definitely... Wait. Oh, that's the remix. Yeah. They put the remix at the end because uh, yeah. 13th Floor is the last track. I see what you're saying. They put it at the end. I see that make now. make 13th Floor Elevators. I was looking straight at Elevators, Me and You. Yeah, because so. Andre 3000 likes Psych. He puts it in Love un- love Below. He does definitely like Psych music. You can so. tell. And obviously, there's a huge Prince influence. Yeah, there from, is a big Prince influence. As well. So. A Prince print, if you will. Yes. A Prince print. Just watch out for his fingerprints. Prince. <laughs> Animaniacs. Thank That's you. the first clue. That's a... That's how we won. That's how me and his your all's team both won the same round of trivia, and yet I beat you. Take that. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Is there anything else that anybody else would like to speak about at this point, so. or do we feel pretty good about it? I point? feel pretty good. good. I feel pretty good. I mean, I'm, su- I'm surprised this actually seems like it might be not the worst uh, thing we've done. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Okay. Did you think Outcast was going to go that poorly? Much confidence. I wasn't sure about it, given the conversation that I had with uh, 
with Mr. Dax what and with I my say? own feelings. Come on, man. You said that you thought all the albums sound the exact same. <laughs> no. That's not true <laughs> no. at all. <laughs> That's not true at all. I never said such a thing. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Why are you doing this that to me? That would be wrong. <laughs> wow. Dax, did you say that? I did not. Are you sure? Why are you Jared, I did, did he never, say that? Never. Well, whether you said it or not, do you sympathize with that notion? No. You're I sympathize with it. I sympathize do with you? it. Do you? You think they all sound the same? I don't think they all sound the same, but I do think that they sound similar throughout up to speaker box level below. I disagree I thought wholeheartedly. That, oh, I do too. Okay, I'm jumping back in. I think that only Aquimini and Atli, Atlian, I, I the, can't even a- say the albums now. You got me a- so frustrated. Aliens and Aquamini. I hate you, Tyler. Listen. Are the two Here's that sound most say. similar, but. I will say that, that I believe that some of the albums could be perceived as perhaps bloated. Oh, I could agree with that. Given speaker the box number of below is bloated. Long. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's Love yeah. Below alone is bloated. Okay. Technically, it's not bloated because it's two albums. Love Below yeah, is bloated but how long by is itself. It? It's, it's an long. hour and 13 how long, minutes. How long is the whole thing? It's well, two still, hours you, and 15 you, minutes. But, oh, it's that long it is? That's yeah. how long and, it is. and an hour and 15 of oh, it is long, just... Yeah. It, yeah. it should have been 40 and 40. That's right. how long the album should be. Right, 40 exactly. minutes. Exactly. I think that you could have honestly... One commute. I think honestly you could. That's fair. I think that I do love when the albums are one commute, man. When an album is only about thirty-five minutes long, and I can finish it from like, or if it's a case that I have to, if it's like forty minutes to fifty-five minutes, that's okay too. I can listen to it in the shower and then finish it on the ride. But could not do that without cast. Couldn't do it. Was it was not a commute. They have long songs anyway, but some of their longer songs. Actually, tend to make shifts. Yeah, they do. I could so listen it's to a whole like, album on my commute. Hmm? Yeah, I listen to a whole album on my commute. Well, your commute could be four hours. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah. So they do shift a lot on those long ones. Like, well, uh, ghetto music is like all, three songs rolled into one song. It's not right. super long. It's you know as long as you might expect from one of their songs. Right. But it's it's shifty. And also, you're not allowed to have damn opinions if you think that all of Outkast sounds the same. <laughs> Golly, go, go, golly, 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 yeah, that's, that's garbage. I may have said that before I heard Speaker Box and Love Below. But Stankonia. And I take it back yeah, as if those are your horrible Love Below was. Oh, my goodness. It's not horrible, though. It's not horrible. It's just not their best work. Anyways. I don't know. I think it's very, I think Love Below is pretty interesting. I don't, you know, I think it's an interesting album. I don't know that it's necessarily, it's it doesn't fit. Sure. I don't know that it fits. Yeah. But I find it to be pretty interesting. With There's a lot of jazz in it that's kind of like, this is pretty jazz with beats mixed in and the, the jazz sinks lower down. I think that the biggest issue I have is Jared's statement, which I think the love below is bloated. It is I really bloated. do. It's an hour and 15 minutes long on its own. I think that you could have cut out a lot of the interludes because we have not talked about the interludes. Let's talk about the interludes. Too much space. There's lots of interludes. There's a, I think that there are, uh, if I remember correctly, four to five interludes just on The Love Below. Hmm. Too all many. of their albums are full of interludes. Yeah, but I mean just that just that one half of the double album. And they trick you sometimes because it doesn't always say interlude. Right. Sometimes it's 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 like it's an interlude, but it don't tell you that. And that it's makes true. you sad sometimes. Well, too. Where Are My Panties is the perfect example. It's a two minute long interlude and it's awful. I don't know. They it's think they're hilarious, but I don't I don't get it. They don't think they're hilarious. They're Some trying of them to they do. Yeah, they well, do. I thought you meant where is my panties. Not they're, that one specifically. They're trying to focus on, you know, your perceptions of other people without knowing their you know, it's anything not, about him. Not in an album. That's not why I'm listening to Outcast. They did not put interlude in um, Aquimini. Aquimini. Quit it. Uh, <laughs> say it right. They did not say, they didn't state that they were interludes. I see. You can just look at the length yeah. and say, Hold on, be strong. Way. The opener is an interlude. Well, it's, I guess it's not technically an It's an intro track, but it's only a minute long. You know but what? Like, yeah. And then Nathaniel. I think we're I think we're gonna have to talk about Idlewild because you know what it's not just the Return of the Who Do You but they got all the interludes as well. There's a ton of interludes. Well, because it's Idlewild. a it's a movie soundtrack. Though. Yeah, that's what they do. That's and... what they've been making the whole time. Apparently, they all be interlude. Oh, rich. they've been making so many movies. Interlude rich albums. That, they're my favorite parts. No, they're not. But they're... <laughs> uh, what would you say? Who do you think is the artist that you? think benefited the most from the the not explosion of southern hip-hop but at least the prominence that was brought on by outcast in southern hip-hop well Ludacri- i mean the answer, i was gonna say ludicrous that's the i would say ludicrous is probably the best yeah ludicrous commercially do you like sure. ludicrous i like ludicrous i like, I like ludicrous 
Because his first album came out in 2000, so you had what, like three Outkast albums at that, right. up to that, you yeah, know, or at absolutely. least, yeah. So and his his sound sounds a lot more like Stankonia, but he did yeah, have sounds. Does. He did have sounds that were reminiscent of some of their earlier. I stuff. I enjoy yeah. his uh, comedic. Lovely. We're almost done. <laughs> I enjoy Ludacris's comedic stuff. He's a very he's a good rapper. Yeah, he yeah. has good. His flow is very good. His lyricism is good. But yeah. he also like doesn't take himself too seriously. Right. He's got really big hands and big hair. Big hands, big he's hair. Got, he does. He got big hands and big hair. He's the opposite of Trump. Oh and boy! Like his uh his second album, Word of Mouth, Word of Mouth, and then Chicken and Beer. I mean, come on! Guys. I mean, come on! Fa- one of my favorite Ludacris I mean, songs T. is I... still the Potion. Oh yeah, that's a good song. Oh, I don't know. Splash that's... Waterfalls is dirty. That's a dirty song. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyways, I would say mine. I mean, this one should come as probably no surprise, but Killer Mike, I think, yeah, is yeah, yeah. at this point, at this current moment, because Run the Jewels is so popular, yeah, you wouldn't have the the influence of it, it, Run the Jewels is such a weird concept too, because of the fact that like LP comes from more of like the East Coast underground scene, and then Killer Mike comes out of the Southern hip hop scene, and somehow their music doesn't really sound like either of those things. Right. But I still don't know that you would have had Killer Mike at the prominence that you have him at today had it not been for an outcast. Probably not, but I think that's I think any any big name in hip hop, well, any Atlanta people most certainly. Yeah. Um, because they plug I mean, Outcast plugged Atlanta a lot Very in their music so. and they gave a lot of you know, they really wanted to represent where they were from. So I think that anyone from there but, but I don't know, maybe you still would. I don't think that, I don't. I think that maybe you still would have seen a provenance of some sort, but I don't know. But it, people, I, what I like about them is that they said, "Hey, we can come from here and bring in the things that we grew up with." Because there's a lot of gospel sounds in there too, a right? A lot of gospel sounds. So the th- the sounds that we grew up with, and you can create your own thing out of it, and we can and we can do this. So that's what I think really is for Killer Mike's stance, because Ki- Ludacris was a popular, and Killer Mike was still very underground. Pro- yeah, for sure. Yeah, more underground. So I think that that's part of it too, and I think that I think because Ti was around in the same time as Ludacris, that's someone that I think also would heavily benefited. Mm, who sure. who claims, I mean, rightfully so to an extent, to be the inventor of trap, right? So uh, that's who we should blame then. Yeah, not what you think of today as trap music, but yeah. so an 03 trap music, right? But uh, yeah, I think that that's. I like Ti. He's pretty good. Yeah, too. I like. I like whatever T. I you like is part. a great song, and also the Weird Al version is pretty good. Yeah. Too. Here we are. All right. All right. Do we have any closing thoughts on Outcast at this point in time? Well, from Patreon, uh, their favorite album was Stankonia. Really? Nice. Really good choice. Good Patreon. to know. Yeah. Good to know. Wise choice. If you want to let your voice be heard, go to Patreon.com/slash/RecordRoundtable. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Record Roundtable. This week we've been talking about Outcast. And next week, we'll be talking about the band of Montreal. We're going to go see them live. We're going to listen to their music. We will report back to you with the results.